episode 65 of the black and fashion podcast thanks you guys for joining me today i have a special guest with me cortez of vogue trends clothing he's the caller on the line say hey cortez hey thank you for having me on today of course, of course. I just want to make sure, I, of course, I always acknowledge my sponsors before I start any episode. And um, this episode today is sponsored by um, Miata, the brand. Um, Miata is a um, luxury retailer of ethnically made handcrafted accessories for stylish and conscious women who lead, inspire, and empower. Uh, they pride themselves on creating conscious fashion that is 100% made in Africa and supports African artisans and designers. Make sure you guys use code BNF15 for an additional 15% off of your purchase. Definitely check them out. They have some amazing things. So I'm going to hop right in and talk to Cortez. Uh, Cortez, tell me a little bit about the Vogue trend clothing line i know that you guys just started your brand um in march of 2020 um with a bunch of like like-minded fashion visionaries and creators um you guys are based in delaware so if you just want to start by telling me like a little bit about like your background and like your the fuel and like the series of events that even led to you creating vogue trends okay well first thank you for having me on um I'm the CEO of Vogue Trends. Uh, I'm also one of the founders, or one of the original creators of Vogue Trends Clothing. Um, Vogue Trends Clothing is just uh, a, was founded by a group of like-minded fashion visionaries determined to deliver style and shoppers worldwide. Um, when we came up with Vogue Trends Clothing, we just wanted to make something that would change the culture. It's actually crazy because at the time, there wasn't really a lot of things going on in terms of Black Lives Matter. Uh, we were just feeling like, um, we just felt like um, we there wasn't a platform for everyone. Um, we wanted to make not just a clothing store, but we wanted to make a brand, a brand that everyone could feel like they could truly be a part and feel like they're making a change. And that's kind of what started Vogue Trends and the, the whole identity of Vogue Trends. Um, I actually attend DSU, Delaware State University, and um, I was actually granted to be around some great people. And we were just sitting down one day and just kind of just was spitballing ideas and um, we decided to kind of just jump into it. Um, it took us about a year to get involved, but once we did, um, it, it turned out to be a lot bigger than what we thought. And that's pretty much the whole grand scheme of how Vogue Trends came apart. That's super dope. What type of apparel do you guys offer? So as of right now, uh, we do sell men and women's apparel. Uh, we also make custom clothes. So um, if you have a group or an organization, maybe a party or anything like that, we do do custom orders as well. Um, and that's pretty much what we've been doing as of right now. Um, in the future, we might have some things going on for like kids, children. Those are some things that we're working on next. But as of right now, we just have men and women's apparel. Gotcha. And what would you say is your, I guess, your favorite form of apparel? Like as far as like the content, like do you like uh, Egyptian cotton, Pima cotton? Like do you have a certain T-shirt method that you guys, use? not a method, but like an actual fabrication that you guys kind of pride yourself on using? Or do you do like a mixture of different fabrications? So we use a lot of different fabrics. Um, uh, lately, to be honest, we've been messing a lot with cotton. I know in the winter times we use a lot of cotton fleece. Okay. Um, but we don't really. I try to make sure that we don't stay one-sided. I want to make sure that we have versatile things. I don't want you to always feel like, oh, I know this is Vogue Trends because it's a cotton shirt. Mm -hmm. We don't want to have those type of feelings. So 
we have some polyester, we have some mixed blends, we have some hybrid blends, blends of cotton. Um, it, it all depends on what the, the look is. Um, if we're going for a tighter, maybe like a spandex look, we might use a little bit of polyester, things like that. But if we're looking for more of a cozy look, we might use cotton, cotton fleece, depending on if it's winter or fall or spring. So it all depends on the timing, the season, what the look is, the colors, things like that. Gotcha. And what form of printing technique do you guys use? Are you guys doing silk screening, vinyl cut, uh, DTG? Um, what's your format? Are you using all? So as of right now, we've been doing um, t-shirt screen printing. We've also been mm-hmm. doing vinyl printing as well. Um, we've been doing a little bit of embroidery as of lately, trying to get ready for our fallen collection, hint, hint. So our fall collection might have a little <laughs> bit of embroidery in it. Okay. But um, that's really all we've been really doing as of right now. Uh, we are trying to get more into other things. Like I said, we're not trying to stay one-sided. We want to be very versatile. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll see a lot of things going in the future. Um, that's all I can really say right now. <laughs> oh, you, can't, you can't give me the inside scoop? I can't get so, an exclusive um, on the fall collection? <laughs> so um, I can tell you a little bit about the things that we're looking for. Uh, the fall collection, mm-hmm. with everything going on right now in the world, we felt like we wanted to create an atmosphere, kind of, I guess, like something you could feel like is positive. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, we try to hit all angles, both when you go out to a party, um, when you go out casually, uh, when you go out to dinner. And we also wanted to make sure that we had things for maybe like after party. Like, you know what I mean? When you're just in the house cozy or maybe, you know, you're with your partner. Mm-hmm. We wanted to create atmospheres. So the fall collection, you're going to see a very, very, very versatile um, amount of collections. I know we have two or three collections that we're dropping in the fall mm-hmm. that uh, we have that are that will be brand new. Um, one of them uh, entailing lingerie and things like that. Oh, you're trying to create um, a whole lifestyle. Give, yeah, you're trying okay. to create an atmosphere, giving gotcha. you um, honestly just 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 trying to lighten the mood. Um, with everything going on in the world right now, we mm-hmm. just feel like um, we can be an outlet for some people. I know for some people, including myself, clothes are an outlet. Um, they allow me to express myself. So just giving people that ability to feel like, okay, even though things are terrible right now, we can still express ourselves. So we'll have some Black Lives Matter things going on as well. Um, it'll it'll be a it'll be an atmosphere. That's basically what we're trying to trying to create. Gotcha. How big is your team? Um, right now, uh, we have last time I counted, we had forty four. Oh wow! Um, that includes that includes ambassadors, um, creative directors, execs, things like that. Uh, it takes a lot of people to make Vogue Trends work. Um, so basically, what we kind of did, uh, we took the East Coast and we pretty much made sure that we had at least one representative in Vogue Trends in every state down the East Coast. Oh, I like so that. So we, yeah. So you know, what I mean, just we figured if we get this the East Coast where we live at and then we work over, we can get the whole country. Wow. So kind of that's kind of what that's kind of what happened. Why don't um, you have the New York representative here at this podcast so, with us? They could have been, you know, so, with the merchandise on, on camera, you know, repping. Like, so we got to bring it's them actually in. Crazy. It's actually crazy because we were trying to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. But we actually are going to be in New York Monday. I mean, I'm sorry, Tuesday for the Splits Fashion Show. I was just so about to ask about that. a lot of our, <laughs> we were just trying to, you'll be there? Huh? No, I was just, no, I saw it on your Instagram profile. So I was oh. going to ask you to tell me about that, actually. Oh. Oh, yeah. So um, it was just I didn't want to uh, because I, I, we have a lot of things going on with that. I didn't want to put them into a situation where there's just a lot going on back to back. So I just felt like, you know, what I mean, I, I didn't want to rush the interview. 
So that was just kind of the whole thing. So I felt like I would just make sure, you know, I personally get on here first, set the, set the tone, and then if you have us back, you know what I mean? I would love to have someone someone else get on here and give you a different view. Yeah, I want to know about this Plus Fashion Show, though. Like, we need the promo plug. What's going on with that? <laughs> when are you guys, like, what's, what is the Plus Fashion Show? How did you guys become a part of it? Like, you know, um, what time should we be at the show? <laughs> <laughs> So um, the Splits Fashion Show um, is a, is a part of the uh, New York City Fashion Week. Um, they do it every year, um, and basically, uh, like I said, we have a representative in New York who actually deals with uh, fashion shows and things like that. She actually had the connection to the Splits Fashion Show and actually was able to get us involved. Um, basically, we have uh, some pieces together that we're going to be showing at the Splits Fashion Show. At the Splits Fashion Show, we will also be showing off some of our fall collections, some of the things that we were just talking about. That I said we will be seeing in the fall, you'll be seeing that at the fall, I mean, at the Splits Fashion Show. Um, we actually go on at 12, so we actually start the event. The event starts at 12 p.m. I believe it ends at 7. The last, the last brand to go on goes on at 6. Um, but we actually start the program off, and it, that is actually at 12. Oh, I love um, and that. that is in the Kalium Gallery. I believe that's in Manhattan. Gotcha. Um, yes, ma'am. I believe that's in Manhattan. Is it a ticketed event or is it a free So event? actually what they're doing, due to the corona, normally, so normally um, normally it's on Fifth Ave. Mm-hmm. And normally it's um, it's bigger, a lot bigger. But because of the corona and, you know, COVID restrictions and things like that, they only allowed, they gave each brand a certain amount of tickets that they could they could give out um and then after that they made it like closed so that there isn't no general emissions but what they are doing is they're going to live stream it um i I was told that they are going to live stream it internationally Mm -hmm. and from um their actual instagram as well so i would say you know uh support us from the splits fashion show instagram on um, instagram um or their website they'll be live streaming it from their website as well www.splitsfashionshow.com Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to make sure I drop that in the show notes. Okay. Yes, and we actually, Vogue Trends goes on at 12. We actually start the event. Um, so we're going on at 12 p.m. And, yeah, come support, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to check my calendar, see what we got going on, or at least try to have somebody there to make sure they're supporting you guys. Ha- Thank did you, you so much. No problem. Did you feel like it was uh, tough, like, you know, creating this business and, you know, doing all of this stuff during the current pandemic? Um. Okay, so um, March 13th is when we actually established, but we've actually been operating for about a year. Okay. Um, personally, from where I sit at, the hardest part of, of starting the business was myself. Um, I do I do a lot with, um, I'm a goal-oriented person. So if I, if I set goals, I have to achieve them. Um, and things like that, um, that's kind of what made us take that year to get, to get established. But during the pandemic, um, actually, personally, for where I said that, the pandemic actually uh, increased our online sales. Um, it decreased our ability to, I guess, sell in person, obviously, because of the COVID. Right. But we were able to now sell more online. Um, and then it kind of created this, uh, this innovation. So now we have innovative ways to market our clothes in person. So, like, I could market my clothes to you without t- touching you. I have my phone. I can send you everything in my our, our entire list of clothes from my phone via you. Oh, nice. So it's so it just it, it kind of made us become more innovative. Um, but the I, I would say the biggest thing is I guess networking. We weren't able to network as as good as we would have been able to, um, being though it was summer and things like that. But you just gotta make it work. I mean, the, the COVID is 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 a situation, and we're all adjusting to it. But 
um, it's definitely difficult. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> uh, it's definitely difficult. It's definitely difficult. I won't, I won't lie to you, but it's definitely achievable. Nice, nice, nice. Would you say that um, there is a, like, a little stigma in the industry as far as, like, what is considered, like, urban luxury brands and stuff like that? Like, would you put your clothing in a certain category when it comes to, like, the fashion industry? So um, it's crazy you said that because we've been getting that question asked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, I feel like um, I feel like because we're a black a black business, we automatically fall into the urban. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's that's the that's the the energy I've been getting. Um, okay. People come to us as, as if we're automatically urban. Um, I don't necessarily see us as that. Okay. Um, we um, and the reason why I'm, I'm saying that is because we actually have a collection coming out. Um, in the fall that I don't, I feel like it's going to be very diverse, uh, not just for one group. So I wouldn't really consider us to be urban, um, but that's what we've really been getting a lot lately. I understand why, but I don't, I don't personally think that that's where we would fall at personally. Gotcha. But do you feel like what you're putting out there is urban? Like, like, yes. like if someone looks at your social media and stuff like that, like the first thing they're going to see is like T-shirts and stuff like that. And people automatically equate like T-shirt brands and hats and like, you know, stuff like that to urban. Um, it's super duper cliche, but it is what people end up drawing their eyes to. So I guess on like your end is like when those things come out, that stigma will pretty much change. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um. And, and again, um. We we have no problem being considered an urban, an urban um, distributor. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make us no different. Right. Um. We just don't want it to seem as though we are only catering to one demographic because that isn't how we envisioned Vogue Trends. Your lifestyle brand. You you understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're a brand. It's not. It's not. It's one. It's not one dimensional. We're for everyone. Right. You know. We 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 pride ourselves on saying that we're cultured iconic clothing. Well, we we cultured. We didn't say what culture we're for. So Back. that's kind of the whole thing. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, for so sure. So it's kind of like the whole thing with that. So I don't want to sit here and say that we're we're urban. Um, I, I, I do definitely uh, pride ourselves in knowing that we will have Black uh, Black Lives Matter masks and things like that mm-hmm. and different little logos and, and graphic tees and things like that. But I don't want to sit here and say that that's all that we're, we're catering to. Gotcha. Well, um, it's you- just been... No, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. Um, it's just it's just been uh, you know, just I just we just felt like at right now, especially with the colors we've been using and a lot of things we've been posting, we've been um promoting the Black Lives Matter because that's something that needs to be talked about now. But I feel like that shouldn't be misconstrued to the point the fact is though we're not an, we're not just an urban distributor. I just wanted to make that clear. Gotcha. Okay. What would you say is, what do you feel is missing from the fashion industry? And on top of that, it's like a two-party question. Do you feel that you even want to seek uh, validation from the quote-unquote fashion industry? Or are you perfectly fine? Like, you know, you know, you know, not seeking validation. Like I'm not trying to be like a, a Gucci or a Louis Vuitton or anything like that. Like I'm okay with being in within this black fashion culture industry that I feel like a lot of black designers and creatives are creating right now. Okay. So to answer that question, um, it doesn't, I don't need validation from the, the, the higher fashions, the Gucci's, the Versace's. I don't, I don't need validation from them. Right. Um, again, I, I know I've said it a couple of times, but th- that's not why we're doing it. Um, I know it's cliche to say, Oh, we're not doing it for the money, but I mean, obviously we're all doing it to make money, but right. I'm not doing it to charge you, 
overpriced on the shirt. I'm not going to charge you $500 for a shirt. That's not what my goal is. Gotcha. Um, that's not what I what I would I would envision for Vogue trends in the long term, even if we were to blow up and when we blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I envision. I'm just more or less trying to just create, like I keep saying, an atmosphere, a culture. You know, I want I want to be able to see diversified people that of I'm not even just different cultures, but diversified people of different um, financial statuses and and things like that. I want to see all these people with the clothes on. So in order to do that, I got to have a diversified um, clothing. I got to have some that are like some shirts that are ten dollars. I got to have shirts that are you know higher price, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't really seek out. Well, we don't really seek out um, the validation from the higher fashions. But um, if we get it, we get it, <laughs> you know. Facts. Yeah, true. How do you, <laughs> well, what do you feel and how do you feel um, about, um, I guess, some of the people that are more well-known as far as, like, black designers? Do you really feel like they represent the culture, i.e., you know, like a, like a Dapper Dan or like a, um, who else? Well, I feel like he does represent the culture, but I'm like, yeah, Pyre Mars. Yeah. No, no, I'm not talking about yeah. Dapper Dan. I'm talking about Pyre Moss. I don't know if Dapper oh, okay. Dan really represents the culture, in my opinion, but uh, Pyre Mars is definitely a representation, like, of our culture. But even, I see, I always forget his name, the dude who's the designer for Louis Vuitton. Okay. Him. Like, do you feel like some of the people that are in those positions right now when it comes to the culture and black fashion industry are a good representation? Um. So, I, I feel like, Yes and no. Yeah. Um, no being because I feel like, <laughs> yes, because there are some, like you just said, there are some people who, who, who definitely do shine great light on, on our culture. But then I feel like there's a lot of people who kind of, um, I don't want to be rude, but kind of use our culture to further their money. Oh, yeah. And then they kind of like. <laughs> and that's don't, not rule. That's real shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, that's the whole thing. And I, I don't like that aspect. Like, I, I noticed that. I started seeing certain brands started making a lot, a lot more Black Lives Matter things. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Black Lives have always mattered. So why all of a sudden now are you just deciding like you're just drag, you're just jumping on a bandwagon? Like that's for me, that's 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 not really it. So I see a lot of that, that bandwagon jump on. Oh, Black right now, that's that's what's in fashion. That's what's in right now. So let's jump on that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like how some of these higher ups. Uh, and I'm not just saying that just because you know. I have a clothing line, but I feel like, you know, if you are a gatekeeper, you have the ability to open gates for other people and you see other people working, you know what I mean? I'm not saying throw people a bone, but if they work and help them, show them, you know, um, I just feel like a lot of people at the higher level don't do that. They don't, they don't really be trying to um, build relationships, not networks. Gotcha. Um, I feel like when people build networks, they're just they're trying to achieve a goal. So when I'm when I'm networking with you, I'm just trying to achieve a goal. I'm trying to get something. I build a relationship with you. I'm trying to have longevity, long term. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like a lot of them are trying to build networks, get themselves ahead while picking what they can from you, and not really trying to build relationships and understanding that we can create, you know, a, a, a black Wall Street. We can create a a a, a, a black society. We can create that. Wow. You know. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, uh, you know, different designers, they definitely take the culture and try to use it as a trend. And it's just like our culture is not a trend. Like it's no, this is what it is. And this is what it's always going to be. But I definitely feel you like on that aspect. Um, 
Um, I have a little segment that I like to do. It's called like it's a success or it's a disaster. Can you tell me about a, like a time in your business where you know something went you know straight to hell and it was completely terrible, but then it ended up being more of a success story that you learned maybe a lesson from and you start to incorporate new practices in your business. Okay. Um, so in that aspect, uh, a complete fail, um, towards the beginning, um, a, a lot of my failures happened in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I want to start by saying that just so people understand that in the beginning is you're learning, you know, there's, there's no, no one's a lot of people who know what to do. They're not going to just give you the answer. So you're learning yourself. So don't be, you know what I mean? Uh, in your head about failing, but personally, I'm um, in the beginning, it was about, uh, it takes a village to do this business. Um, it's not, it's not a one person thing. So I was trying to, I was basically begging people to basically believe in me, um, mm-hmm. where I feel like that shouldn't have been what I should have been doing. I should have been just using the people who were well, not using, but utilizing the people who believed in me and not begging people to believe in me. Gotcha. Um, and I feel like once I realized that and I got rid of those people and the people who weren't really trying to just, um, be a part of my vision, but more or less just see if I was going to fail or succeed. Once I got rid of those people, I felt like I was able to be better. So just making sure that your camp, your vill- your village, that was my biggest fail in the beginning was just making sure I had the right people around me. Because at first I just had a lot of people who just was just sitting to see if I was going to do it or not. Um, yeah. To be mm. honest. I know that feeling. <laughs> definitely. You know, so, yeah, I definitely know you that You know, feeling. And then once they started seeing that I was doing it, it was, oh, you can't do this. Oh, don't do that. Oh, don't do that. And then once I realized that I you know, but now they want to hop on the bandwagon after mm-hmm. the drop. So it's just like, you know, little things like that at first, when you first go into it, it's just like, this is defeating. But now where I'm at, it's like, these are the same people asking me, hey, man, can I get a shirt for the free? Oh, no, man. Like, I, I don't. Now it's business because you, 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 you had the ability to be a part of the brand. You know what I mean? And now you want to get freebies. They all know freebies. This is business. You understand? So mm-hmm. just understanding that in the, in the beginning was just a little harder for me personally. I almost want to be like, he wasn't with me shooting in the gym. No, nah, I feel it. And that's <laughs> real. Like, that might, like, that's real. Like, and I and I mean that every day. Like, I know once we go to the Spitz Fashion Show, our popularity is going to shoot up a lot. And I know we got a lot of other things going on at Black Business Expo. We get, we'll be back in New York in October for a, a pop-up shop. We got, we got a lot of things that we're doing. And I know that we're going to create more attention. But I always say this to my friends and family and things around me. If you aren't with me now, please don't be with me when things is up because I'm going to remember, you know, Absolutely. it's just like, I'm going to remember, like, you know what I mean? We put a lot of work in and, and, I, and I know you put a lot of work in cause I, I can only imagine I used to have a podcast, so I know how it goes, yeah. you know? And I don't want people to feel like they can just sit here and watch what, what, the, work, the efforts that we put in and then think they're going to capitalize on them and Fact. just be rich free. That's not how yeah. it's going to go. That's you definitely know? a struggle that I'm dealing with now in my business. Um, not necessarily the podcast, because the podcast I pretty much do on my own. I don't really have anyone else um, inside of it besides, like, my assistant. Like, she pops in and, like, schedules things. But um, you know that I own a consulting business, too, right? Right, right, right. I yeah. did see that. I so, like, did. LC Apparel Consulting, like, you know, that is, like, I guess you would say, like, my bread and butter or whatever. It has grown, mm-hmm. honestly, tremendously, like, during this pandemic. And, you know, I went from being, like, a one-woman show making all these clothes to now I have a team of 14. Um, I oh, opened up a studio right. recently. We've only been in the studio two weeks, you know. So, full-on, like, the business literally grew from something I had been doing for three years on the side to the full-on business now. You know, my mom works for me. You know, I have a, I have all my employees are full-time. I don't think I've got a couple people that's part-time. But now 
now it's just like those friends, um, certain family members and people are on it now. They're like, oh, damn, and he's got a successful business. Like she's, and then the fact that I'm not from New York, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, yeah, I moved to Chicago. I opened up these businesses and then I have three businesses and a non-for-profit and it's so many different friends and families coming like from out the woodworks. Like, oh, cuz, like what you doing? Can you put me on? Put you on what? Cause I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> like I never stopped. Like I've been making clothes. Like I've always made clothes, but I just turned it into like an educational business. Like, you know, I, I teach classes. We, you know, of course do manufacturing, product development, pattern samples, mm-hmm. the whole shebang, but it's just like, you're not even really interested in fashion. So what is it that you want from me? Or, you know, I put out, a, right. I put out a bag collection. It's just like, Ooh, I like your bags, but they're not in my price range. You got anything cheaper? No, I don't. I don't have cheap bags. <laughs> but the, the, the thing that I, the problem that I have with that mindset is that people, and, and I, I'm glad you brought that up, and I don't mean to cut your story off. No, you're good. No, that's I'm all glad, I had to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. People will sit here. You don't understand. I have shirts that are twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, now I will go to the, I will go to the mall with my friends. I will see them buy the Versace, the Milano mm. shirt for two hundred and fifty-five dollars. I will see them buy the Versace shirt for. $195. My shirts are $20. Mm-hmm. And it's like every time people come to me, they want a discount, a sale, a this, a mm-hmm. that. It's like, but I see y'all buy Yeezys for right. $900. So it's like, how, like, y'all not y'all aren't going to Yeezy and telling them to, to cut the discount before exactly. you buy it. You're buying it. So, like, that's the only problem that really angers me is it's just like, Give us the same fair shake that you give these other brands because understand that Versace just wasn't seven hundred dollars when it first came out. Facts. <laughs> so I just that 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 just be my whole the, the thing that be grinding me is just like I see y'all buying shirts that that they make the same quality shirt that I do from probably the same we all the same stuff, but y'all will pay five hundred for that shirt just because it says Versace. It just it, it just it baffles me. I'm not knocking anyone's business. I'm just saying. Well, I am. Don't ask me for no damn discount when you buy all this other <laughs> shit. Like, especially you the shit that's I mean? made in China and like everything I make is USA made. Everything I okay. made is made right here, exclusivity. Like, I don't deal with nothing overseas. We make everything right here in New York. We pattern, we sample, we do everything right here. And there's a team full of black women doing this stuff. And we got lives and we got to pay salaries. So there's a reason why my bags are this much. Like, first of all, they Italian and bought suede. They're leather. Their line was silk. You know, it's just like they're not just yeah. like, no, I don't use faux leather, none of that stuff. So I'm just like, discount on my bags. Like, you must be crazy. <laughs> like, right, you boy, know how much like, these you bags cost? how much this material costs? All right. Like, like they're handmade it, <laughs> like what it's like it's like it's like my whole thing is it's like it seems to me like our friends come to us and they don't want to they don't want to spend quality and time they don't want to spend for the quality of time they'd mm-hmm. rather spend they want to they want to spend just to say oh yeah i supported you no no pay me because you understand that that i work i put in energy for this I, you see me me grind every day you see the quality of 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 of, of content that i'm putting out pay mm-hmm. me because you know what i'm trying to do pay me because you want to see me succeed you know don't pay me because you just trying to support so you can say you, you support it exactly you know like and then I you got the ones oh sorry go ahead you know you're fine, you're fine. Was like, and then you got the other ones that be like oh i want to support you or whatever but i don't really know if it's me that's fine too do i care that i actually it was you like i'm not begging nobody for support if you want to support you can support but don't come to me telling me that like you're trying to support me but you don't really feel like it's you and yours price point i ain't asked it's not for everybody and that's how i feel like if it ain't for you it ain't for you but i'm not begging for nobody's support if it's not you because i wouldn't buy something and it's not me 
the thing is, the thing is, what I realized is people will start buying stuff when they see other people buying it. <laughs> so, so the fact is, though, so, so literally, like I said, I go to DSU. Now, I've been doing this for a couple months now. Now, when I walk on campus, I see more people wearing my stuff. So you see my stuff on campus more. Right. I noticed that now people are more inclined to walk up to me and be like, don't you, don't you, aren't you the CEO of Vogue Trends? Like, do you have anything on you? Yeah, I got stuff for me. I, I, I can show you. But I noticed that when I was first starting off and I used to preach, I used to just openly say it all day, hey, I got clothes if you need it. Hey, I got clothes. It was just look at him and keep walking. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's just a, it's one of those things where everybody wants to be like everybody else. And I kind of feel like that's what fascinates me a little bit in terms of certain brands and certain clothing ideas. People are just taking from other people's ideas and recycling them. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that's how the, the consumer is. They see that from us, the people who are producing it, and then they turn into that. So now they're trying to you know what I mean? Oh, he he's buying it now? All right, yeah, I can start buying it. And that, that to me is like, I buy clothes based off of how it looks on me. Regardless of what the price is or if it's $10, then I pay $10 for a dope shirt. If it's $100, I pay $100 for a dope shirt. Yes. As long as it's dope, I don't care. So it's just like, that's how I go. If it look good on me, they look good on me. But people just be buying just the, oh, my, my friend got seven Milano shirts, so I got to buy two to catch up. <laughs> it's like... And I don't want to keep the her, but I'm just saying, like, I see it. Like, it happens. Like, why are you trying to keep up with, like, them? Like, just, like, buy your own clothes. And, like, I don't want to see everybody looking like the Nike, the Nike, uh, the Nike uh, little sculpture thing. I want y'all to look like y'all. Like, I want to look like, I want to look like you spend time in your closet to put your outfit on. Right. Facts. Yeah, that's you know? And I, and I feel like people, if people stop, stopped trying to, um, copy everyone else, they'd realize how expressive you can be with your clothes. Yeah. You know, how how we can really start having, like, if you look at the 90s, the 90s fashion, a lot of their outfits are so different and versatile because everybody was just wearing whatever they wanted. You know, they would, I mean, a lot of them were, like, you know, off coat, but a lot of them were doing whatever <laughs> they wanted. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so a lot of them were doing whatever they wanted because they, 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 they wanted to express themselves. And if you look back at some of their pictures, some of them have great pictures and great... Uh, atmospheres and scenarios and situations because everyone's just dressing how they want to feel. They want to just look how they want to feel. They want to look how, you know, they want to look. And that's my whole thing when I, with, with making the clothes and when I, when I put clothes on is I'm trying to create, create a mood of whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to say Vogue Trends clothing has whatever you want. We have whatever look you want, whatever time, style, situation. We have that. And we have it for whatever price range you have. That's what we, we, if anything, I would want us to pride ourselves in five, ten years from now. So, Okay. So what do you have, not what do you have, like what do you see next for Vogue Trends? I know you gave me a little bit, but like what is like your long-term goal and like what can we expect to see, uh, expect to see next? Okay, so um, right now uh, what you're going to see, you're going to start seeing a lot of uh, just – I want to say uh, media, you're going to see a lot more contact media. So you're going to see a lot more with us on YouTube. You're going to start seeing a lot more uh, a lot more of us doing public relations. So you'll see us doing a lot more uh, interviews, podcasts, things of that nature. Um, just trying to really make Vogue Trends a household name, um, and, and at least on the East Coast. Like I said, right now, within our first year, if we can become a household name, that is an, a great accomplishment for myself. So just making sure that we can get that household name while branding ourselves, um, creating that public relations, you know, um, you can, you will see more of us doing community outreach. I want to do more community service now that, that there are things going on and 
I want to I want to see the brand be the brand both in the community and you know I mean business. So I want us to, us to start doing things in the community. So you'll start seeing more community outreach. Mm. Might do a turkey giveaway, something like that. You know, something nice for the community. Love that. Um, um, I was going to say October seventeenth, we're hosting a Black in Fashion pop up. Um, in New York at a my new studio space so it's all for like black designers and creators and stuff like that so if you're interested definitely shoot us an email Yasmin can send you back the information if you're interested in vending with us oh yes I definitely will be you said October 17th I had a friend that was supposed to be having a pop shop on October 17th oh okay maybe you know him maybe y'all are all together but um look at me who is it in New York yeah it's in New York Mm, I don't know and maybe I mean that's weird, but maybe y'all all know each other. But um, definitely, uh, we would definitely love it. We're like I said, we're looking anything up and down the East Coast. We're willing to travel. We're willing to do. Okay. So yes, we will definitely email you. We would definitely love to be a part, and oh. we'll make it happen. Definitely. Um, Can you throw out like all your social media handle? Um, um, just spell it out so people know like where to follow you. Okay, no problem. So um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Vogue Trends. That's gonna be V. O G U E T R E N D Z Z clothing C L O T H I N G. That is gonna be for Instagram and Facebook. And then on Twitter it's just Vogue Trends. So that's at V O G U E T R E N D Z Z. And that is gonna be the same thing for YouTube as well. Um right now we're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And when you pop up, you'll see our, you'll probably see the picture of all of us on there, or you'll see the split fashion show picture. Got it. Dope, dope, dope. Um, and then just like the last segment that I like to do, of course, our segments are all brought to you by our sponsors, Shop Miata. So make sure you guys shop Miata uh, for all these handcrafted accessories. Um, make sure you clo- use code BNF um, for an extra 15% off. But the last segment, if you just want to throw out anything that has inspired or like uh, has been like amused to you that you suggest people maybe even read or look at or a person, it could be a person, place, or thing. Hmm. Um... I've been it's actually crazy you said that I've been doing a lot of I feel like for our culture the black culture I feel like with everything going on right now we need to um, understand us a little bit more as a people mm-hmm. um, that being said I would suggest people do a, a little bit more research into the Egyptians um, I've been doing a lot of uh, research into the Egyptians and things like that um, I don't really have oh actually I do I watch my good friend um I think his uh, podcast is like unpolitically correct. Um, I think his name is like Young Pharaoh on on YouTube. Um, I would say definitely check him out. He definitely has some great content about you know what I mean us as people and things like that. But I say right now, just spend the time to really get in tune with us as people and really understand what we want, where we're at, and where we want to go. And um, that's pretty much the biggest thing I, I deal with on the business side and personal side. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Cortez, for joining me. I'll make sure thank I have so like all of your information in the show notes so people can reach out to you. Um, we'll definitely have like a little promo beforehand just to tell people about the the Plitch show as well. Um, make sure you add us as a, a partnership um, on there. We'll make sure we tag you and stuff, everything, okay? Okay, thank you so much for having me. No I thank you so problem. much. And like I, uh, I would like to say uh, congratulations on everything that you're accomplishing. 
and keep striving. Like, I know sometimes people don't tell you keep striving, but that's really dope that you're doing so much in a city you're not from. So just keep keep striving, and I, I'm wishing you the best. Thank you, Cortez. I appreciate that. You know, you know, all my clients are black, too, and they're from all over the U.S. Like, everybody we make products for and stuff like that. So I'm, I've always been about the culture and pushing it forward. I literally can honestly sit here and say I have over 115 black women designers from the Midwest to the South that I'm helping push their brands. And I have never seen so many black women just like accomplish the entire apparel market. Like I literally have kids wear swimwear, um, lingerie. I got a girl about to be the next Calvin Klein. Like literally I can honestly say right now, I have so many black creatives and designers that I feel like we are about to take our own black fashion industry and that's it. <laughs> Hey, I'm with it. I'm all behind. I'm all for it. Listen, anything I can do to help, I'm all for it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, So we will speak soon. Hopefully I can get over there on Tuesday, okay? All right. Thank you so much. All right. I appreciate you. Please be safe, okay? Thank you. Have a good one. As I always say, uh, stay black. Peace out. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.